Welcome to PwC IFRS Talks, your source for all things IFRS. I'm your host, Rahasa Sheikh. To kickstart this new year, today's podcast will begin by taking stock of sustainability-related reporting. And my guest today is PwC's Global Chief Accountant, Henry Dobney. Welcome, Henry. Hi, Rahasa. Uh, really great to be here and uh, Happy New Year to all our listeners. Um, lots of exciting things ahead for 2023. And a Happy New Year to you too, Henry. It's great to have you back joining us today. As we know, 2022 has been a busy year for sustainability-related reporting. Uh, we've had the IWSB release its two exposure drafts. The first set of 12 draft European sustainability reporting standards have been submitted to the European Commission and the SEC issued their proposed new disclosure requirements on the impact of climate change for public comment. Now, we have covered each of these proposals in individual podcasts throughout the the past year as part of our mini-series on sustainability-related reporting. However, it does continue to be quite a fast-paced area and great momentum. Therefore, I think it'd be helpful if in today's podcast we take stock of where we're up to when it comes to sustainability-related reporting. So shall we begin perhaps with a brief update at the current stage of each of the proposed requirements? Thank you very much, Rahaza. 2022 was very much a year of exposure drafts and lots of public consultation. And each of the bodies, the SEC, the IWSB, and EFRAG are reflecting upon all of the detailed responses that they have had with regular board meetings taking place to deliberate the feedback and consider potential revisions to the proposals. The European Sustainability Reporting Standards have been handed over to the European Commission. They will be exposed for a short response period of about four weeks. This will be ahead of the final publication of the standards, which currently we believe are planned for June 2023, but could be earlier. There are currently no specific dates as to when the response period will start. The first companies impacted will require to make disclosures in 2024, in which they will then file in 2025. The IWSB IFRS Sustainability Reporting Standards, S1 and S2, are expected to be released early in 2023. Again, the effective dates will be included in those standards. However, the timing will very much depend upon how the standards are implemented in each jurisdiction. Uh, Moving to the US, it is anticipated the SEC proposed rules on climate disclosures will be issued in 2023, Timing would be phased by type of filer, and scope three disclosures will be required a year after the other disclosures. Thanks, Henry. So, it, I mean, it agrees with the point that we've been saying that it is fast moving, and within you know a year or two, we're expecting you know implementation. Are there any significant developments that you would highlight, particularly following you know, each of the respo- respective bodies' reflection on the common letters? I think, as I mentioned earlier, Rehaza, there has been a very engaged and active process of comments and and many hundreds and thousands sent in and and the respective bodies are working through those. Uh, Let's begin with the IWSB. Some of the important tentative decisions coming out of the ISB deliberations between July and December as follows. The objective of S1 and some of its 
proposed requirements and defined terms were deliberated. A key decision the board tentatively made was to remove the definition of enterprise value and the words to assess enterprise value from the objective and description of materiality. In the December meeting, the board tentatively decided to clarify the objectives of F1, having removed reference to enterprise value by describing certain factors, including how the value that an entity creates, preserves or erodes for itself and for its investors and creditors, is inextricably linked to the value the entity creates for other stakeholders, society and the natural world. Uh, Another area the board tentatively decided was to confirm the disclosures of scope 1, 2 and 3 GHG emissions using the Greenhouse Gas Protocol Corporate Standard, known as the GHG Protocol Standard. The requirement to disclose scope 3 GHG emissions was also confirmed, with this proposed requirement subject to certain reliefs that will help preparers deal with practical challenges. Some of the reliefs discussed in the December meeting, including a temporary exemption from the requirement for the entity to disclose its scope 3 GHG emissions for a minimum of one year after the effective date of IFRSS2. A second one is subject again to certain conditions, a relief allowing the entity to measure its scope 3 GHG emissions using information from entities in its value chain with reporting cycles that are not aligned with the entity's reporting date. Other areas that the board considered and made tentative decisions on was an amendment proposing requirements in the draft IFRS 1 for an entity to disclose comparative information that reflects updated estimates. The amendment would not apply to forward-looking estimates disclosed in the previous period and would only apply to estimates for the previous reporting period disclosed in that previous period. The board also tentatively decided to provide illustrative guidance that would help entities apply the requirement. The board also tentatively decided to confirm the requirements to consider the SASB standards, that is, entities should consider the standards in identifying sustainability risks and opportunities. And finally, the board also met to continue its deliberations on draft IFRSS2, specifically the proposed requirements for an entity to disclose its resilience to climate-related changes developments and uncertainty. The board unanimously confirmed that companies will be required to use climate-related scenario analysis to inform the resilience analysis. Other areas the board discussed in this time period were potential projects to be included in a request for information. The areas that the board decided to focus on were biodiversity, human capital and human rights, and a potential joint project with the ISB on connectivity of reporting. Thanks, Henry. I appreciate a number of those the, the points that you made were referring to tentative decisions that the board have made, but it really helps to understand the direction that the, the board is heading in. And again, I think, you know, just the pace of the development shows the importance of the requirements and the priority for the IFRS Foundation. So, shall we move on to the updates in the EU, perhaps? 
more than happy to move on to there, Rehaza. With respect to the European Sustainability Reporting, we saw the adoption of the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, uh, CSRD, as everybody loves, by the European Parliament and the Council of Ministers. The final directive was published in the EU official journal and came into effect on the 5th of January 2023. EU member states now have a period of 18 months to transpose the directive into their own national laws. To remind listeners, many companies, EU and non-EU, with operations in the EU will need to apply the CLSRD, not just those listed on EU regulated stock exchange. In order to comply with the CSRD, companies will need to report in accordance with ESRS which leads me nicely onto where, where are developments on ESRS. The European Financial Reporting Advisory Group, EFRAG, have been up to many things. They provided the European Commission with technical advice on 13 draft ESRSs following public consultation. Several significant changes have been made following this consultation, uh, and I'll propose to run through those, those now. Firstly, actually, they decided they will only issue 12 and ra rather than 13 standards. Uh, a really important thing was a change in the structure of the standards to better align with TCFD. There are now four reporting pillars, governance, strategy, impact, risk and opportunity management, metrics and targets. This should significantly enhance international interoperability. Uh, there's also a major change around materiality. There, there is a removal of the rebuttable presumption that all disclosures are material unless a company is able to evidence that they are not. Instead, there is a reduced number of mandatory disclosures and a requirement for materiality assessment to be made for other disclosures. And finally, there's been a significant simplification of the overall content. According to FRAG's own data, the number of disclosure requirements have been reduced by approximately 40% and the number of data points to be disclosed by approximately 50%. For further information on the changes introduced, listeners can refer to PWCs in brief uh, and we'll give more details of that in a minute. Thanks, Henry. Uh, yes, I can include a link to that in brief, which is INT 2022-18 in the talking points that will accompany this podcast. And that will be available on Viewpoint. Um, I think that's a really helpful reminder on, you know, the fact that it's not just EU companies. There are There is an impact to non-EU companies as well. And also a good sense of direction just in terms of where the FRAG is heading. So let's move on to uh, the final body, so that's the SEC. Are there any updates you can provide on the SEC's proposal? Uh, absolutely, Rahaza, and, and sort of more, more broadly some of the other developments within the US as well. Uh, like uh, the IWSB and uh, the EU, the US issued some draft proposed climate guidance and, and got significant feedback. Uh, the SEC is working through that at the moment. And it's anticipated that um, some new rules will be issued into 2023. Uh, another big development was on the 14th of November of last year, 
the US federal government proposed rule changes that require major federal suppliers to disclose greenhouse gas emissions and climate-related financial risk factors. The proposed rules would also require these suppliers to set GHG reduction targets. Under the proposed rules, significant federal contractors would also be required to provide disclosure on GHG emissions. Uh, again, we've covered this in brief, uh, and you'll no doubt give our listeners details of that. I think the other point I want to make here is um, these are supplies to the US government. That doesn't necessarily be solely US companies. So this may have an impact to uh, non-US companies as well as US companies. Thanks, Henry. I mean, there's quite a lot of information to digest and I appreciate it can be quite difficult to keep on top of the the moving parts and the different developments in each of the uh, respective areas. So what, what would you recommend for our listeners in order to keep up to date with the latest on sustainability related reporting? I'm sure our regular listeners are familiar with Viewpoint, uh, which is where all our IFRS and ESG guidance sits. Uh, Within it, we have an ESG landing page, which provides our latest updates and links to our guidance and views, and would strongly recommend listeners go there. Some areas listeners might like to explore uh, include our November 22 Global Sustainability Reporting Newsletter, We've also got our fifth EU newsletter with updates of what is going on within the EU and EFRAG. And finally, we have our in-depth navigating the ESG landscape comparison of the big three disclosure proposals. Thanks, Henry. And yes, we will include a link to, to the relevant guidance that you've just mentioned in the talking points. So to wrap up the podcast then, can you give us a brief overview of what's to come? What, what can we expect in 2023? More than happy to, Rahaza, and I think as you have mentioned, uh, the pace is going to continue to increase and, uh, and not slacken off. 2023, I'm sure, is going to be an even busier year for sustainability reporting. In my mind, this is the year of ESG standards being issued as well as more exposure drafts, so uh, no, no, no slowing down. We expect the release of the final IFRS S1 and S2 this year. We also anticipate that the request for information associated with their agenda consultation, as I discussed earlier, will be issued in the first half of 2023, uh, and this will, will highlight where they are going to focus next. We're expecting an exposure draft on the sustainability disclosure taxonomy after the public consultation last year. Within Europe, as mentioned earlier, with regard to the ESRS, we can expect the 12 final standards to be issued this year uh, and no doubt more exposure drafts from them around where they're going to go for industry standards. Uh, Within the US, a proposal for enhanced human capital disclosures expected to be released by the SEC. Uh, and we we're also expecting the SEC to finalise the two rules that they proposed impacting fund, funds and advisors. Uh, one proposes enhanced disclosure requirements for funds and investment advisors that markets themselves as having an ESG focus. The other would expand applicability of the SEC 
names are all to funds that focus on a particular investment characteristic such as ESG or growth. The comment period finished in August of the last year is currently in final rule stage and hence we would expect something in 2023. Uh, and finally, uh, the IFRS Foundation has uh, been keeping busy. At the end of 2022, it signed a memorandum of understanding with the Ministry of Finance of China to establish a Beijing office for the IFRS Foundation. This office is expected to open mid-2023, and it is indicative of the continued momentum of the ISB. The office will be focused on leading and executing the IWSB strategy for emerging and developing economies. Uh, I'm sure there's many other things in the pipeline, but those are the ones I'm focusing on at the moment, but uh, a really busy 2023 ahead. Thanks, Henry. I think it's helpful just to, um, I guess, set the scene a little bit and build up our expectations and what, what is to come. So definitely more, more to look forward to later this year. So with that, I'd like to wrap up the podcast. I'd like to thank you for joining me today. It's been super helpful to take stock and reflect on the latest developments, particularly when it's such a high priority, high interest and fast moving area. So thanks for joining us today, Henry. Many thanks for inviting me, Rahaza. I've really enjoyed giving some insights into uh, the latest developments of ESG and our predictions for 2023. Thank you. And a big thank you to all our listeners. I wish you a great year ahead. And until next time, happy accounting. The preceding programme was brought to you by PricewaterhouseCoopers LLP. This content is for general information purposes and is not a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Thank you.